0: It just goes to show that each of us needs something different and God meets us where we are. She's saying a lot of the things that you were like, yeah, people would come to our school and be like, okay, this is my this is my life and this is what God did with it. And you were just kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, which I get, because mm-hmm. you're like, that's so far away from me. How can I even relate to that? But you had a completely different experience with it, which I I just love that.
1: This is Study With Friends, a weekly dive into the answers and questions we find in the Bible, in the church, and the broader Christian faith. I'm Paige, and this week we are talking with a new group of women about reasons to believe. This episode is part of a series. You can get the rest of the episodes, learn more about the guests in this series, about the resources we provide, and about the larger work that we are doing at studywithfriends.org.
0: Just say the word inconsistent and that was something that you shared like you had these ups and downs and your faith was inconsistent but tell me if I'm putting words in your mouth but what I think I'm hearing you say is once you use the relationship as the motivation and not just the to-do list mm-hmm. as the motivation it changed the fabric of it to make it more doable more desirable and more results producing in your life is that true yeah um as
2: i started praying i was like i would pray to like want to do these things instead of it being like a chore or something that i have to do um because I was thinking kind of back to what rachel was saying like the rules and having to follow the rules mm-hmm.
0: and i didn't want it to be that way yeah and that c- i don't think you can sustain that no if i'm being honest like, we are people who are independent and have free will. And mm-hmm. there's going to come a time where you just are like, I don't want to. Yeah. If it's just something that someone else told you you had to do. Mm-hmm. I, it, I just don't think it's sustainable. No. Yeah, the root of what's causing you to do it yeah. matters. And I love the word chore that she said. Because I think a lot of people whether they're raised in the faith and told like have your quiet time every day or whether they just came into the faith and are told have your time in the Bible every day. It feels prescriptive and not like you just nailed it earlier. you like, remember why we're doing this? Like what's it's about Jesus. It's not about a, a to do list. It's about the relationship. And I shared um, one of my really good friends was having a hard time a few years ago And I said, I can't really describe for you, but I'll try. You know how like when you haven't seen somebody in a long time, you might feel this way, being away at college and then coming back. You haven't seen somebody in a really long time that you just love spending time with. Like let's say you're gonna see him tomorrow. The way you feel today, you're like, I cannot wait. And that's how I feel Mm. about reading the Bible and Mm -hmm. spending time with the Lord. Like I'm just like, so excited because i know what i'm going to experience and it's going to be great and like we're going to i just that filled me up relationship i anticipate it when i'm going to sit down and read the bible or learn more or you know study the lord that's how i feel about it i don't know there's just something there that's relational that is it's truly relational like the way i feel about spending time with the lord is the same way I feel about spending time with you guys. I'm like so excited. I'm going to see my people and we're going to spend time together. And you know what I'm talking about? That feeling of like, I can't wait to see her. I miss her. Um, And that's so different than the chore of don't Mm. forget to do this, that, and the other and what motivates us. And that's kind of hard to articulate because... If someone's not a believer, it's like it's almost doesn't seem real. Like how could how can that be? Um, and that's some people call it like lifestyle evangelism. Mm-hmm. But just like living your life that way and living in a way that is proof that you're experiencing that, I think can give other people reasons that they would believe that it's true. Yeah.
3: I think if I think if you, the only way that you can even hold the attention of an unbeliever is if you have a relationship mm-hmm. and you have to talk to them from your relationship yeah you're right and 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 remind them i'm a sinner just like you, mm-hmm. you no know, but i i know something i know somebody and you know I'd
0: love to introduce you to <laughs> the <laughs> authenticity of, a, of a real relationship yes. versus it um, makes
3: it easier to talk to them, doesn't it? It's yeah. like talking to, I got a friend named Molly. Mm. Yeah. I got to meet her. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's like that. Yeah. At least that's what yeah. I have. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. good.
0: Yeah. So there's so many nuggets in what you've already said. Let me let you finish your notes. I love that you have notes. She's got a lot of notes. I love <laughs> it. She's, she's making me look and she's babe. holding out some and for the next time. She's super ready.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um so oh boy. I don't know where I left off. Sorry, um, that's my fault for interrupting No, 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 you're good. Um so I think what I was coming to is kind of like the end of it here. Um then um I think the next thing was um I had another struggle. It wasn't it didn't really like Alter my faith really. I mean, it strengthened it. Was I don't know if this was like summer of 2020, but like with everything with like the Black Lives Matter mm. and all that. Um, what do we say in your hullabaloo? <laughs> the hullabaloo <laughs> of 2020. <laughs> um, this like, whole year honestly was like a really big like self growth time for me. But so I think, especially um as like a young black woman in America during that time, that was like especially as a Christian, too, because then a lot of people started coming for Christians because, um, some of them were not really, I don't know how to explain it, <laughs> um, in, like, the nicest way possible, were not understanding, a lot of non-black Christians were not understanding what was going on, mm-hmm. and a lot of them were focusing on, like, the negatives of, like, people rioting, which is, like, not what we're supposed to be doing, but, like, you know what I mean, it's mm-hmm. hard to understand when you're not, um, when these aren't your experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was big for me was just kind of examining the faith and realizing, like, Jesus, you know, fights for those that are oppressed and remembering that and telling that to people because, um, and, like, reminding them, like, don't focus on, like, the things that are happening that are a part of, like, this Black Lives Matter thing that are, like, negative because, like, obviously we shouldn't be rioting and, you know, destroying stores, but, like, that shouldn't be the focus the situation at hand like there's a reason why we're rioting Mm -hmm. and you should be looking at that instead of you know the rioting and I think that was the biggest thing was like telling people and talking to people about things like that
0: um and tying together how God is a God of justice is that what you're saying yeah yeah
2: um so bringing that into play with other Christians this is like mostly with other Christians that you know God wants us to fight for those that are oppressed and at the time like that was black people, mm-hmm. and
0: well, not just at that time. Well, not just at the time <laughs> 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 for a very long time, mm-hmm.
2: um, and um, there were like instances with people that we went to school with that weren't intentionally um, like mean about it or offensive, but they're like, "Oh, I've never experienced anything like that." Well, you're you're white. Like, of course you haven't. Like, you you know what I mean? Like, it's not. That's not something you're going to experience, mm-hmm. but it's something that you need to understand happens. And just because like something doesn't happen to you doesn't mean it's not happening mm-hmm. to others. I think that was the biggest thing for me was, and I stopped going to my church for a while. And I'm still kind of looking for a new church. <laughs> um, I have going to my church for a while because I didn't want to be associated with those people. Mm-hmm. Because I want to help them understand, but at the same time, I was burnt out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, it's not that hard. Yeah. Just look at the situation. That I'm was like, an yeah.
0: exhausting time to be a person of color and because it was so many conversations yeah every like every five seconds it was like oh
2: how do you like i don't even the good conversations where people were like help me understand your experience
0: right like that's what we were sort of all trained to do Mm -hmm. as white folks during that time like okay find the people of color in your life and listen to their experience Mm -hmm. well that's exhausting because you're like every 10 minutes telling your experience and it's not been all good. So to relive it again and again, I know that was like an exhausting time. So um, that was like the biggest thing for
2: me was helping like other Christians understand why um,
0: black Christians were doing like things that we were doing. Mm-hmm. We I survive, so you're saying reconciling the faith with what was happening that summer.
2: Because yeah. mm-hmm. I didn't at that time when I wasn't going to church, I mean, obviously I still had a relationship with God, but that was like a hard thing for me to do because like I obviously wanted to go to church but it was like I couldn't like physically be in that environment and I felt very uncomfortable around white people for, I mean, I still kind of do sometimes but like obviously not the people that I know but I didn't want to be in an area with people that didn't look like me. Mm-hmm. That was not what I wanted to do and it was kind of like is this going to do something to my faith and it didn't and uh, I mean I honestly strengthened it. And made me realize, like, you don't have to, s- you know, stay, real, you don't have to stay uncomfortable. Like, you know, if I wanted to, like, I'm looking for a church now that where I, like, feel comfortable. And, you know, there are people like me and also people my age. That's another uh, thing, too. Can
3: I d- interrupt you just for a second? Yeah. You just said something. You said um, that it strengthened your faith. Can you explain more what... Um, um, because I see how God takes something unpleasant. And it, he uses everything, even the unpleasant stuff. So what, you, what did you mean by that? Like it strengthened your faith.
2: So for me, it was like a reminder of like God's love for us and that he fights for everyone and that he loves everyone. And even though like I wasn't really seeing that in the world, I remember that like for myself. And then also because... I always thought when I was younger I was like if I stop going to church I'm not going back and um that was when I stopped going um I mean I was still doing it online I just wasn't like physically going um it was like affirming to me because I was like well I don't really want to be in this church anymore let me go find another one yeah and that was like the biggest thing for me that strengthened my faith because it was like I'm looking for another church. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to find another place of worship, another place of fellowship. Because I was always scared that. I was like, if I stop going, like, you know, like, I'm not going It just disappears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I still had my relationship with God. And, um, and it just strengthened my faith and strengthened my relationship because I was, like, actively looking to find a place where I felt comfortable. And I think that was, like, really what strengthened my faith because I was scared that, if I stopped doing certain things with my faith that it would just kind of go away. It would just be like, you know, when I was younger, when I would be like, Oh, this is great. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I would stop doing the things that, you know, are important.
0: So the Holy, what you're saying, maybe if I can reflect back to you what I'm hearing is that the Holy Spirit sustained you Mm -hmm. and sustained your faith. And that was a strengthening because you're like, Oh, it's more than just up to me. To keep this going. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. The other thing that I maybe heard in there, um, which is, was, that's okay, you're okay. (laughs) (laughs) She looked at me like she was in trouble. (laughs) She dropped her mic back. Um, (laughs) The other thing that I heard, which is true for me too, and I think true for anybody, is that this, the environment in the U.S. at that time exerted itself on her life in a way that she was caused to talk more about a God of justice and her faith. And anytime you're forced to articulate what you believe and examine what you believe, that can strengthen your faith. Because without those influences, sometimes we just sail along. Mm. And it's that sort of cruise control faith, which is fine. But sometimes when something like your experience of that moment in your life that was an upheaval, this is an experience of an upheaval. And so when we experience that and the Lord helps us to articulate it and when we seek him, we find him, like that strengthens. Yeah, but being forced to explain it again and again, I mean you're going to refine what you're saying the next time you're like, wait, I think I could say that better next time. I think I said, and like I said, I know it was exhausting, but I could also see where it got you to a place where now you're really good at being able to say that bit because you examined it, articulated it, had it questioned, had to defend it. That strengthens um, your argument, I guess, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that right? What I'm saying? Yeah. Um,
2: just, um, yeah, just, like, you know, saying it over and over again, even though it was exhausting, yeah. was, like, you know, when you start to say something over and over again, you're, like, oh, wait, and you think about it. Mm-hmm. um, And just kind of, like, you know, I always, I mean, I made, like, the joke, but not really a joke, that, like, Jesus would be at the protest. He wouldn't be riding, but he would be there. And I think that ruffled feathers, but I believe it to be true. Mm-hmm. So, and that was what kept me that's a big thing with like my non-believer friends they were like oh like look at all these christians and all the stuff that they're saying about like black lives matter like um and not looking at like the cause but looking at like the negative things of it and like just telling my friends like that's not what god would have wanted us to do and showing them like what i believe and what is true that like he would be right there with us yeah and i think that was a big thing um for them to, like, see that from someone, you know, from my relationship with him. And
0: and also a big thing for you. Yeah. To realize that. Yeah. The God that I serve would stand next to me in this moment.
1: Mm.
0: Is standing next to me in this moment. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I think that was a big thing, um, especially for them, because they have, like, we're seeing a lot of Christians kind of not looking at the right part mm. of the uh, situation. Mm. Yeah. So to hear like from me, even if it's like even if it's just one person, you know. I mean, there's also other people at my school that are Christians that they were friends with that were saying like the same things, um, and I think that helped them realize that it's not like Christians aren't all yeah you
0: know, like that. We're not all Westboro Baptists. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> there's like. By the way, do you know there's like 38 people in that whole congregation? there was like they just make so much noise <laughs> that they seem bigger yeah. and it's just so frustrating uh, w- okay if you don't know Westboro Baptist those are the people that the press loves because they're always yelling at and demeaning and disparaging anybody who basically walks in front of them while while they're holding up their signs and um, I found that out a few years ago. It's like, wow, small. But it actually, if you flip the script, it gives you hope because it shows you that a small number of voices can make a big impact. <laughs> How about <laughs> it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and now moving on to my last thing. I had a lot of here. Oh, she, she did a lot. A <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 I love I it. I should have brought a
2: sandwich. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then my biggest thing i work for for those of you that don't know i work for study with friends um i do like the social media stuff so i was doing um one of the things we post like apologetics every once in a while and i was looking through i was like i need to find more verses <laughs> um to post and then also i would like read them and like save some of them but this one i saved and like i have it saved in my phone and like this has like been a huge thing and it's um philippians four eleven, and it says not that i speak in regard to need for i've learned in whatever state i am to be content yeah. and it's just like when, like no matter what's going on in my life i know that god's got me so mm. i'm content and even if it's like i'm going through a tough time um you know i just like remember this verse or i remember that like god's you know he's got my back so mm.
4: Yeah, I have a similar verse that um, has really stuck with me is Romans eight twenty eight when it says, like, God works for the good of those who love him, and it's, like, the same thing. Like, when you're going through tough times, like, you can look back on, that's mm-hmm. a very similar verse. Like, God is working for your good. He's going to use it. He ha- He's there for your comfort. Like, he's not um, fighting against you. He's fighting with you, you know? Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and he's going to use yeah. anything that you go through.
2: Exactly.
0: Good segue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your turn babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Um so that was really good Kate. Thank you. That was really yeah. good. Thank mm-hmm. you for sharing. I don't have quite as in-depth notes, I just <laughs> kind of have um <laughs> some things that I wanted to cover. Um but yeah, um one of the greatest things in my faith and one of the greatest um privileges that I've had is being able to see um and learn from other people's mistakes and I think that's and how God used those mistakes and how um, yeah just being able to like witness that um, growing up in like a really bad neighborhood like my parents um, my dad is a pastor and we're just in one of like the most crime-ridden areas of the city um, and most of our congregants if not all have been through some crazy things like i'm talking prostitutes drug Mm. addicts criminals people who have been in jail for years um and one thing that i can look back to every time that i'm like oh man like you know like is god like really here in this moment is like seeing how faithful he was in their lives Mm. and just like i think that's something that is so mind-blowing to me is the faithfulness of god like through all these years like these people have gone through so many things and like he even so he's still so faithful in their lives and he's mm-hmm. still so transforming to them um because like out of all of the things that um they did like he came and like changed their lives around and now redeemed they're, it yeah he redeemed mm-hmm. them and like seeing who they are now and knowing what they did in the past like is just so impactful for me because i just know how he, they couldn't do that without jesus like there's just absolutely no way that someone who um like literally people who have like murdered other people like Mm. how transforming they are how transformed they are because of jesus like is just insane to me um and it couldn't happen
0: without god Mm. can i do an interesting juxtaposition Mm -hmm. she was saying how people came to her school and told stories like that Mm -hmm. and she was like Ah. I couldn't really (laughs) relate. The reason I want to point that out is that you both gave examples of similar things like that. And for one person, it was super impactful. For another person, it was just not something that she could relate Mm to. I find that so interesting because it opens up the idea that we haven't really unpacked yet, which is each of our experiences are highly personal, Mm -hmm. highly customized to us to for god to win and redeem and restore us in very personal ways so i just think that that had to be mentioned because mm-hmm. she's saying a lot of the things that you were like yeah people would come to our school and be like okay this is my this was my life and this is what god did with it and you were just kind of like okay mm-hmm. you know which i get because mm-hmm. you're like that's so far away from me how can i even relate to that but you had a completely different experience with it, which I, I just love that mm-hmm. because um, it just goes to show that each of us needs something different and God meets us where we are.
4: And I think there is a difference because when you're just hearing it from someone, like it goes in one ear out the other versus like I literally like would see them like I would see people like overdose and stuff like that. And like being in the trenches with them and like literally seeing that is so different than. Just hearing, hearing it from the someone, they're just speaking That's at great you, point. but like actually mm-hmm. living with them and living through their heartbreak, like seeing women whose husbands are leaving because they're just so addicted to drugs and the kids are all, you know, they don't have a father in their lives or um, even just like anger issues, stuff like that. People who have been like healed from that and I see like w- how far they've come and like mm-hmm. I think seeing it as a, and living with it and yeah. being in relationship with those people is a lot more impactful for me then because I heard those things too like we went to the same high school and stuff and I like they would come in and speak and I'd be like okay like (laughs) the same thing like what am I going to do with that but like um I don't know seeing from their mistakes and also seeing people who chose not to follow God and who chose to go a different direction and seeing how their lives turned out Mm -hmm. versus how the people who really chose to follow God with their whole lives and like um even even through the consequences because there are still consequences like to the sin um how because there's earthly consequences and stuff but seeing how um even through that god is faithful and even through that god forgives them and redeems them and makes them a whole different person um so yeah living through that was definitely different for me than just hearing it as well
1: Hi again, it's Paige. Thanks again for joining us in our study today. We hope that you've found some great truths to apply to your life and encouragement for your faith as you continue to mature in your walk with Jesus. We here at Study With Friends are modeled more like a small group. We want to encourage you to continue your growth through the local church. If you don't have a church home, we encourage you to find one where the Bible is taught in every situation. Study With Friends is a completely donor-supported ministry. And if we have blessed you, would you consider donating to us? Monthly partnerships are particularly helpful, but no amount is too small. We'd also love to stay connected. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can stream us on the go wherever you are with iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. And now you can watch the ladies on YouTube. If all that seems to be a bit too much for you, feel free to email us. You can find our email address on our website, studywithfriends.org. While you're there, you can check out a myriad of other resources we have that are all free for you. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next time when we study with friends.